Welcome to The Real Deal, where God, His purposes, and His people are celebrated. I'm Rachel Inouye, bringing you encouragement through real life, people, and their stories. It's The Real Deal. Hey, let's get started. Okay, so I'm excited because I have a couple here with me, Josh and Lisa Flum, Lisa and Josh Flum. I'm going to start off and tell you a little bit about them They are two of my favorite people, one of the most dynamic duo couples that I do know. Mm -hmm. Um, There's things about their story of coming together that I want them to tell. There's things about their story individually. Mm -hmm. And we'll just go where it goes. But first off, I always ask some questions right off the bat just to get people used to that. But before I ask these, because these are so easy, just don't overthink it. I just want to tell you both that I appreciate your time. Thank you for giving me your time, mm-hmm. and I appreciate your marriage, and I don't want to cry. <laughs> but uh, what I see before me is a trophy of God's grace Thank and the you. goodness of God in both of your lives for you to even be together and that I get to know you. Amen. Because it's it's such a good story. It's such a rich story. And whenever I see you together, I think it needs to be told mm-hmm. because there are people out there that wonder if there's somebody for them. Mm-hmm. And so that's part of it. I want to know about Flum Films. I want to know about your story. However mm-hmm. this goes, I just trust God. So let's do ladies first. So Lisa, <laughs> would you consider yourself an introvert, extrovert? Oh, I definitely an introvert. Coffee or tea? Coffee now. That's a new thing in our Ooh. lives. But my husband's really happy about it. Yes. I improved yeah. your life. Yes, yeah. I knew that part. He, he's big time coffee. Okay, dog, cat, either, neither. Neither. Not an animal person. Fist bump. Okay. Yeah. Uh, sorry, I shouldn't say that because now my audience knows my standings on these. Okay, morning bird or night owl? Um, morning bird. Are you books or movies? Books. Silence or music? Silence. Would you consider yourself leaned in or laid back? Laid back. Okay. Are you a shower or bath person? Shower. Driver or passenger? Passenger. <laughs> Do you like to eat at home or dine out? I love to cook, eat at home. Yeah, okay. I would have guessed most of those. Okay, Joshua Flom, introvert, yes. extrovert. Extrovert. Coffee, tea. Aggressive coffee. <laughs> yeah. Dog, cat, either, neither. Dogs earn your love, cats expect it, so dogs. Oh, what an answer. Mm-hmm. Morning bird, night owl. Both. Yeah, I would say that about you. Okay, books or movies? Movies. Silence or music? Neither, just noise. I need odd, I need noise, yeah, but not music. That's true. And sometimes you're the one making the noise. Mm-hmm. But, okay, leaned in or laid back? Leaned in. I would agree. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you go after stuff. Yeah. I would consider you yeah, leaned, leaned in. in. Shower or bath? Shower. Driver, passenger? Reluctantly driver. <laughs> and now it makes sense. Okay, eat in <laughs> or dine out? Either, because if she cooks, I get good food, and if I eat out, I get good food. Yeah, right, right. Okay, so you guys both know that this is called The Real Deal Podcast, and my Mm -hmm. dad was R.D., Richard Dean, and he would always tell us just be the R.D., be the real deal. And he taught me as a kid, leather is leather, it shouldn't be a mix of leather, it should look, wood, things should be wooden, you know, authentic article, he would call it The Real McCoy. And so he blessed us as kids to just be who we were. Mm-hmm. And I'm never saying that I didn't ever like like this about somebody or wish about that, but I always liked being Rachel. And I mm-hmm. think that's a real blessing because I didn't have so much of a search to find me kind mm-hmm. of thing. Because my dad was the real deal, because he blessed us to be the real deal, it really affected me. Mm-hmm. So can you think of a person, uh, it can be more than one, or, but mm-hmm. whoever pops into your head that you believe is the real deal and how did it affect you? Who's the real deal in your life? Um, I think my parents are the real deal. So Scott Flum, who was on your podcast. Yes, he was. Uh, Lisa Flum. And then 
Uh, Lisa Flum, my mom, not my wife. Why Lisa Flum. <laughs> to get that clear and He's got two Lisa Flums in his life. Yes, uh, my grandma mm-hmm. and my uncle. Those I'll go those four. I think is what I'll stick with. Uh, tell me about any of those four. Like, what is it that you go? They're the real deal. Like, what is it? Uh, what you see is what you get. Okay. They don't know how to be anything other than what they are. Yep. So they're not transparent isn't even a way you could use it because they don't even know how to be transparent. They just are what they are. There is no difference. There is no changing. It is just what you see is what you get, no matter the time or day or anything else. It's pretty much just like, that's it. So I bet it doesn't surprise you that I had both your mom and dad on the real deal. Nope. Not and grandma because, would be on it if she yes, was here. So yes. not a doubt. And, and not just because they're my friends. And it affected you to be more like who you are or how did it affect you? Uh, they they just taught me to own to own where I'm at to own what you do to own who you are so mm-hmm. there's no sense trying to I mean there's the cliche phrase of you know you should be you because no one's better at being you which it's a cliche but it's true yeah uh, but I think you just when you find out what you're good at and what you're meant to do um, and what God's just gifted you at and I think there's a lot of directions it doesn't right. have to be one so right, right. I don't believe in one individual con but I do believe that God gives us gifts and talents, the things we're good at. And when you're running in that lane and when you're doing those things, you're going to be the most full, the most successful, Mm -hmm. the most pleasing to other people, and you're just running towards the the thing that God sets you towards. So life's just better that way. So why not just do that? Good, good. Lisa, what would you say? See, this is a funny question. I feel like... um, I feel like I really kind of had identity issues. Yeah. For That's real. That's yeah, a real deal. For quite some time. Um, and, and that's a part of my story that we'll probably get into. Yeah. But honestly, the first thing that came to mind um, when you talk about, like, authenticity is my husband and my husband's family. Mm. Um, I mean, they completely changed my perspective. Um, to To live day in and day out with people who are so generous with... Um, not just financially with their time, with their talents, with every part of who they are, um, is it's life changing Mm. to actually like see it lived out day in and day out. Um, and, and that's been like such a gift from the Lord to be able to, um, to see, cause I didn't have that growing up. Um, and, and just, they just so, they so believe and, and I can see it in just how it flows out of them. Yeah, that's so good. Yeah. And it's nice because you, you're recognizing it as the real deal based on something that feels authentic and real to you. Yeah. Based on, yeah, that's good. That's mm-hmm. really good. Okay, that's awesome. All right, so you guys, I want to ask a little bit about your coming together. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. should time provide, I would like <laughs> to ask about if there's a hard thing in your life, either of you, that helped form you. And I'd love to talk about story and Flum Films mm-hmm. because I think, I mean, this could be a yeah two-parter mm-hmm. or I could have you back sometime or when I come to the yeah. cities, we could do another one because I know, I, I just trust that Holy Spirit always knows where to go on this, mm-hmm. but that's kind of what I'm thinking. Yeah. So do, do either of you want to tell like how you came together or <laughs> the fact that you came together yeah. when you came together? Because I think it's got, got it all over it. Why don't I start with a little bit of like kind of where I was? Yeah, that's good. Where, actually more so where I've been and then kind of how we came together. So, um, I was previously married. Um, I got married when I was 24, married a little less than two years and, um, 
uh, basically there was some infidelity within the relationship and it completely broke me. Um, I have a lot of, I, I had a boyfriend since I was 15. My identity was completely wrapped up in what someone else um, thought of me. Yeah. Um, my value came in from, you know, what that other person thought of me. And when he walked away, my, my world was shattered. Um, and it took me six years. God worked on my heart six years to completely strip me away from this idea of, um, you know, you, you're not valuable based on what other people think about you or, or, um, but my love is enough for you. Wow. Um, and I really had to lay down, um, you know, I thought he owed me, he owed me a marriage. I went through all this stuff. He owed me a, a husband, um, and I had to completely lay it down and, and, uh, and really come to the fact that if, if I don't ever get married again, if I don't ever have a family, like he is enough. Mm-hmm. I said it, but I didn't believe it. Yeah. And I had to get to a point where I, um, I, I did like truthfully believe yeah. that Jesus was enough. And, and therefore um, you were also enough. Which probably, you right. mean, instead of, exactly. what does somebody think if I'm enough? You know, I felt like, you know, for a long time, that six years, I was like that little girl twirling in her dress, like, notice me, like, love me. And all along, he was always, God was always doing that. Mm. I was looking for it in a different place. And um, and it's funny how God just completely prepares your heart for, um, you know, Josh and things that I never knew that I needed in a marriage and a relationship. And um, how we complement each other so well. And um, it's just how everything is, pre- you know, prepares yep. the way for, um, you know, what he, what God has for us as, you know, a, a married couple. Yeah, that's good. Mm-hmm. And he's waiting to marry. Mm-hmm. But God's working exactly. in you while he's working in Joshua. Mm-hmm. It's so cool. The yeah. timing is incredible. It's now, amazing. He does not remember this exactly, but after we went to Israel, mm-hmm. we had kind of a party to kind of reunite a little bit. And Joshua, because he's a filmmaker, showed a little film of the thing. And then you had just turned 30, I believe. Yeah. And, and I have, I was seeing a different person while in Israel and uh, wasn't anymore, but it was and, my 30th birthday, yeah. Yeah, and so we, we just said, you know, Josh, thank you for all that filming, and you were so... And, and the Holy Spirit said, get over there right now and play a blessing on him. <laughs> and I have no idea, because it wasn't like, what would Rachel think up about Josh? It was just coming out of me. Yeah. And I think every blessing that was coming out came through that year. He meets you. Stuff takes off. I was just like, every time I would hear an update from your parents, I'd be like, yay, God. <laughs> yay, God. Anyway, so so... She's got a beautiful thing that God's working in her. Mm-hmm. You don't know her yet, and God's working in you. Mm-hmm. So tell sort of your meeting or your waiting on a spouse something about that. Because the world needs to hear this, Josh, because some people rush mm-hmm. because they're not patient mm-hmm. with God. Yeah, I think um, I like a way I just heard this recently, and I like the way that a friend of mine said it because I've known this friend of mine for. I'm 33 years old. I've known her for 33 years, probably. And she was like, you know, I've always looked at Josh, and he, I dated maybe a little bit more than I should have. But <laughs> she's looked at, uh, we talked, this is like two weeks ago, and she said, you know, I always looked at you and the way you were dating, and I thought you were so picky. You just, you never knew what you wanted. You never wanted to stay in any of the relationships you had, and you just kind of bounced around. And there's, you know, a whole conversation we could have in that category. Yeah. But 
in general, I she was like, you never really knew what you're looking for. And then you met Lisa, and it just all made sense. That, okay, you know what, maybe he wasn't being too picky. There was a specific person and a specific thing, and Lisa just fit that yeah. so, so well yeah. in such a great way. Um, and it was all 100% God's timing, because we actually both met when we were just preoccupied in other directions of life and other relationships and just we met once i actually invited her to my 30th birthday she <laughs> said no cuz we had never met in person before but and you I was had just, common friends is that correct yeah kind of yeah. but it was kinda. just like i saw her on instagram and messaged her and she I was okay. like you should come to my birthday she's like uh, yeah, no. i don't know you <laughs> And for me, I was like, that doesn't, why is that an issue? That <laughs> is you that should an still issue? come. <laughs> uh, she didn't come. And <laughs> so we we did finally get to meet, and it was a more gradual thing. It wasn't like we met and went on a date. It was, you know, over, you know, month, two months, three months, whatever it was. Mm-hmm. And God's timing just was perfect in the midst of that. She had gone through all the journey that God had intended her to go through. I went through a lot of journey of just, You know, each of my previous relationships, I learned more and more and more. I think I became more of what she needed. I became better as what she would need as a husband. Um, And my identity, I just learned more about who I am, who I'm rooted in Christ. And just being able to think where we thrive is I think both of us can stand really well on our own Mm -hmm. in our identity, but we stand significantly stronger. Together. Yes, when we're together. And I think it took me... I think she got there before me. She's definitely more mature in this category than I am. But it took me 33 years to get to the point where I was able to be much more strong in those categories and much more of a leader for a marriage where I think I did good in those things before, but I think I'm much, much stronger yeah. in those yeah. given the journey, given the, you know, some really challenging hardships. There's, you know, life's not always easy and you have to go through some really big ups and downs. And I've had some big ups and downs, but um, they all did ultimately help shape me into where I needed to be. Yeah. Yeah, You know, you're an adventurer and you're a traveler and you're a storyteller, whether Mm -hmm. it's writing what you're good at or filming what you're fantastic at or actually just viewing the world. I think you have a really interesting eye for the world. But when you said there's a lot of ups and downs, uh, Joshua, is there a a thing that significantly stands out to you? Um, Part of the real deal, I say... um, Real people, real stories, and a real God. Is there anything where something you were going through made you know the real God in a significant way? Any any time you can think of where you're like, oh my gosh, God is real, or I needed Him so much, or can can you think of anything? Uh, yeah, there's there's probably lots dozens, of <laughs> lots of different times. I think there are just some uh, some circumstances of life. There's several uh, that I can think of, but where I think it was God shows Himself in lots of different ways. So lots of different things we can see him in but I think each of the big challenges I've gone through just really 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 big um Satan attacks where it was community that surrounded me that I saw Christ the most and Mm -hmm. so there would be going through just earth shattering things that just hit you down to the core that you just you question everything about yourself and everything about just life and you're like am I these things am I not these things and it's when community comes around you and even unprovoked community where you're like, there's, they go, no, I know who you are. I know who you are in Christ. I know what your identity is. You may not know right now because you may be lost and you may feel like you're just in the depths and in the darkness. And they go, no, 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 no. This isn't you. 
this is who you are, let me help bring you back. And that's where I think I would see Christ the most is, it's always been around community. So it's always been people saying, no, I know this is what the world is saying right now, but let me help realign you. And it's one thing when one person says it, and then you go, okay, maybe, maybe they're telling the truth. But it's different when your whole community can stop and say, no, you're being lied to. Let me put you back on this so other path. Good. And there's several moments in life where I've seen that happen. Um, moments with relationships, moments with uh, just general challenges, or even career. My entire career was formed by people who had to realign me because I was too stubborn, or lots of different things. But that would be just several things in life where it was community that had to pick me up and recenter me. Not one person. It's always been the people I've been surrounded by who said, no, you you are believing lies. Let us get you back to where truth is. Yeah, that's so good. Because I, I think the lie in of itself, I always tell people the lie would fall flat. It's when we partner with the lie that we empower the liar, mm-hmm. the one that's accusing, the one that's condemning. You, you know what I mean? It's yeah. like yeah. it doesn't really have power unless we go, oh, yeah, this is me or this yeah. is, I've accepted this. Mm-hmm. And not in a shame or condemnation way, but usually you can find out what that hook was that then caught somebody when they were believing the lie. Mm-hmm. But I think it's interesting that the body came together yeah. in such a significant way. Because right now, all the separation, the isolation, the pitting mm-hmm. against one another is trying to be attacking of the body mm-hmm. because guess what? The body comes together to help everybody yeah. get mm-hmm. to where we should be. Yeah. So that's another play of the enemy. But anyway, that's totally. good. Yeah, thank you. How about you, Lisa? Is there a, a time where you're like, where you knew God was real or a hard thing in your life, maybe the, mm-hmm. the breakup and the mm-hmm. marriage thing, where you knew you were being formed into who you are now? Oh, yeah. I mean, I can, I can remember it. Um, pretty vividly is, you know, I was holding on to, um, you know, my, my previous marriage. Right. And I remember sitting down, I was eating an apple at my table. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I remember, um, we had, uh, recently met and, um, to kind of go over some things. And I, re- it wasn't like an audible thing, but it was the most clear I've ever heard from the Lord. Like you are, you're letting him go. And I was able to fully kind of just um, to walk away and just be free from it because it was like, you know, weighing on me and yeah. haunting me. And, and you knew the voice of God. And I and I knew it was from him and I completely felt it kind of lift off my, my chest. Mm. I also surrounded myself during that time. Um, there's a pastor I love, um, Matt Chandler. I'm kind of like a fangirl. Yep. Um, and he completely, um, in the way that he preaches, heady but also just down um, really good examples that really changed the way that... Um, that I just saw who Jesus was. Um, and, uh, kind of walking through all of that, um, you know, and, and going to a church who just loved the the word and, Mm -hmm. and diving in. Like I, I learned about who Jesus was in, in, you know, in those, in those really, really hard times. So that's so good. I, I often tell people, if you learned about Jesus, you will need to experience Jesus. Yeah. If mm-hmm. you experience Jesus, you will need to learn, learn. to learn about. You, you know what I mean? It's mm-hmm. like God goes, it's both and, and it I did, you know, have a lot for you for it, it to be mm-hmm. revealed until it's like the whole conglomerate. Mm-hmm. And we're always learning. Yeah. It's always good because he's always fashioning. I want to take and inter- take a tack toward the getting you together <laughs> because mm. somebody needs to look up. Was it the proposal that took place on the safari in Africa? 
The I first love I you. love you. The first, first I, love I love you. you. That's on YouTube out there. It yes. Is, yep. is it with Flum, Flum Films? Okay. Let's just, it'll be in the show notes and everything, but let's yeah. just get it out there. How do people reach stuff about you? Because that's worth watching first of all. <laughs> uh, I mean, we have the benefit that we make films. So we have a lot of our life story online. So if it's on YouTube, it's on like, I think it's youtube.com slash Josh Flum. Okay. Because it was before we rebranded to Flom Films. But, okay. Um, but yeah, I mean, our entire life is very high-end family, family videos. Because <laughs> we just, you know, we shoot our home videos on all yeah. the gear that we use for actual work. Right. But even... Okay, so I want to know the inception of Flom Films. Okay. Because you've been a storyteller always. Mm-hmm. And then when you began to film... I can hardly watch them, Joshua. <laughs> People, do yourself a favor. Look it up. Um, they're crafted. There's not a boring piece of footage. There, there's beauty. There's the Holy Spirit in it. There's always life and breath in them. Is what I'm going to say. Like I always see light. Like you'll you'll often photograph something of light. I, mm-hmm. It can be the trees. Right. I, you, there's light in them. There's breath in them. I'm ooh. I've gotten Holy Spirit goosebumps. Uh, they're holy, and it they're a beautiful work of art. So. How, what was the inception, or did you start to fall into this? Or and then um, also, oh gosh, we got like a baby to talk about. We got all sorts of wonderful <laughs> things. But what do you remember about feeling like, okay, God's got this, and then He's got this, and Should then I he's start got with Slum Films, and then how we met? Lisa? How, yeah, okay. however you think makes sense because it's all Short, beautiful entwining mm-hmm. of God. Mm-hmm. Short, easy version for Flom Films was. Um, I was back in corporate, so I worked in corporate sales for a long time. Not a long time, like four years. Uh, but I worked in corporate sales. <laughs> Felt like 90 years. Because that's, <laughs> that's what I thought you did is you graduate college, you go to corporate sales. Yeah. And I loved to do traveling adventures, different thing. I was a skydiver for a few years where I jumped consistently. So I shot videos to capture memories. It was the only reason. And it was actually pictures. I captured pictures to capture memories. Um, and that was how it started. And eventually I started learning about video, got dove into that a little bit further. And before you knew it, the basic premise is I'd have friends, they go, how much video gear do you own? And I was like, I own about $30,000 in cameras. They're like, that's not a hobby. That's a job. Yeah. And it was, that was very, a very clear phrase for me. When they started looking at it, they go, you can't call that a hobby anymore. Nobody owns that much for a hobby. That's a job. That's your, your job. And I never turned it into a job. I shot a few weddings for friends. First one I ever shot was for the Hallstroms, and it was fine. Uh, they love it, which is great. And I was driving to corporate work one day, and I'm a crier at heart, so I, I, I cry know, all the time. I know, I love that about you. But it was just a regular day. I don't even remember what day of the week. Nothing was bad. My life was actually remarkably blessed in a lot of ways. And 394, before I get to work, five minutes before work, just broke down bawling. Just, just audibly crying like when you're a little kid and you can't breathe yeah. and ugly crying after about, girls call it ugly yeah. crying and after about two minutes of ugly crying then I started laughing uncontrollably because then I was confused I was like why am I crying I shouldn't be crying and I just hated going to an office I couldn't do it so I turned in notice a short little while after that and they laughed at me because they turned in notice with no job and I made no money and it was great right. um, and eventually then I started shooting these films full time uh, my first corporate client thought I'd been doing it for a long time. They had no idea they were my first. They still don't know they're my first. Yep. We won't tell them that. <laughs> we won't say their name right now. Right, right. Uh, 
and then that just domino effect from there continuously and eventually weddings just continued to grow corporate continued to grow we've doubled every year in revenue since we've ever been created uh we have more work than we can Favorite handle guy. and Amen. uh flom films was eventually how we rebranded okay. instead of uh joshua flom films and now we we get the incredible blessing of we get to pass on work to a lot of really great friends on mm-hmm. a consistent basis. Mm-hmm. We get to help other friends of ours who are trying to start a business mm-hmm. kick off the ground really well with a strong start. Um, we look, we're getting to look at employees. Lisa's with me full time. She was able to quit her job and come with me full time. And admittedly, she's not the greatest cinematographer of the world, but I will say without a doubt, hundred percent sincerity, when she shoots a wedding with me, I get better weddings. Mm-hmm. Uh, we tell better stories as a team. Mm. Um, I work with some very incredibly talented people, and Lisa is very talented. She's not as talented in cinema as them, but we she she we we have a yeah. team. Yep, it's like you choreograph your yes. life together, so the shots will be different because of it. Yep. Even yeah. it's like a married mind. It's melt, a married mind of. melt. Yes, she knows what I'm looking for before I even have to ask. Mm-hmm. And there's there's a beauty that can come from those angles and the storytelling that we can do that just isn't there otherwise we can still tell some incredible films but i always prefer lisa be around let's pause a second if you are enjoying the real deal with rachel in a way subscribe rate and review it i appreciate your support all right back to the real deal so in that vein i met lisa because my mom Lisa, Lisa Flom. <laughs> I know it's so confusing. Lisa Flom meets I have a Lisa bad, Flom. Yeah, I have a bad memory, so I just kept it simple. <laughs> one name. Um, she told me one day. She's like, "I know this girl. You should, you should meet her on Instagram." And she said, "I know the words. I know like like she was friends with her." Okay. So in my mind, we already knew this girl. Okay. Uh, later found out that was a lie. They, they, she did not know her. She knew of her. Of her she just she else. just thought she was a cute girl on Instagram. She had never met her. She knew nothing about her. She just thought she's cute. She cooks. She's Christian. You should meet yeah, her. Yeah, because you had a food blog. Yeah, now, I do remember that part yeah. of the story. Okay, so mm-hmm. she doesn't really lie to you, but she tells you like something. And so did you, you reach out DM her? I something? I hit her up on Instagram. She posted a picture of some barbecue in Texas. And I think I said like that looks look- good. Yeah, I think <laughs> I think that's the first one I ever said to her was looks good. You know how short that is for Joshua though? He's like a paragraph writer. Yeah. And then like 5 days later I invited her to my birthday. So really just, you know, off to the races. Mm-hmm. But we actually talked a little bit on Instagram. She had a food blog and she wanted to meet up for coffee to talk about doing videos for her food block. Oh. And I had told my friends, I was like, this girl wants to meet up for coffee to talk about food blog videos. And they're like, is it a date? I'm like, I don't know if it's a date or if it's business. <laughs> I know for sure she doesn't know what videos cost because you don't just shoot videos for fun on food blogs. <laughs> and I still don't know if it was It like- was a legit business inquiry. Yeah. Yeah, I bet it really was. It was. We made a video eventually. I was dating someone else at the time. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yep. And so good. (laughs) We hung out at coffee, talked business, talked travel, didn't see each other again uh, for a little while, still talked every once in a while. And then her website broke. And my first job while still in college. Uh, was website design, ironically, for the platform that her website was. Wow. And her website broke, and I actually knew how to fix it. 
And I tried to fix it without meeting up with her, but I did actually need to meet up with her in order to fix it. So we had to meet up again for coffee and I was able to fix her website. Let me tell you, the way you have to fix this is we have to fix this in person. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it sounds like a line. It wasn't a line. line. It was a real story. I actually did have to meet her. Yeah. That's so good. And then the second time that he, so when he came to fix my computer, I was, um, I'm, I was still dating someone else, but yeah. I just felt like this, I don't know if, I don't, I wouldn't have called it a conviction, but, um, there was something about him. Yeah. Um, cause you know, I'd done my, <laughs> my Instagram creeping and right, like, right. I knew that he had a heart for the Lord. I knew that he really loved his family. I mean, that came like loud and clear, yeah. um, through his presence online. And I just, I literally that day drove over to that guy's house and broke up with him and i said i'm gonna take you out to say thank you for fixing my website and awesome. then it, the rest is history mm-hmm. so do you feel like you knew first or i did you already were you hoping? i i loved him first okay. i yeah i knew in um in november words. um we had started dating in october and i knew in no, in november that i Loved him. You loved him first, and he said it first. He said it first. In it Africa first. on the safari, which is fun because as families, we've been on a safari together. I've we seen have. you in a safari as a young kid mm-hmm. and enjoying all the animals. It's different as a 14, 13, whatever year old yeah. than telling her. You know, it was so good. It's kind of like. It's kind of like chick flick meets documentary meets like this is really happening now. Mm -hmm. And you're seeing these animals and Mm -hmm. you're seeing your reaction. And you obviously got some help filming this so that you could get this. Uh, the, no, the. Did you do it all? No, by the yourself? I love you. I was all all by myself. That was okay. he mic'd himself up. Oh, that's why. Okay. Yeah, okay. I had a. I mean, when you're working with a filmmaker, I had a mic underneath my shirt, and it yeah. was a garter on my lap. I mean, it gets elaborate. We <laughs> yeah, won't yeah, go yeah, into yeah, it. Yeah. But <laughs> don't tell us where the duct tape was. We don't yeah. need to know. <laughs> but oh, yeah, it was all caught on okay. all caught on film, and she didn't know. And I had started the story of how I was going to tell her I love you before I actually told her, and she didn't know that I was. Crafting a story on it, yeah. but and you were a weeper, oh, and it was like it gets me so it's so good, yeah, yeah. And then she cried, mm-hmm. <laughs> and then she cried when she found out that there was a whole video she didn't know about, and yeah, yeah. And then she's cried special. about a thousand times ever since. Yeah. So, does that ever bother you, or is it okay that your life is lived and it's out there? We I mean, because that's a yeah. question that we have a distinct, just kind of moment actually asking this question. So, we were in the airport flying home from Africa. And after the I Love You after video. After the I Love You video. And he showed it to me and it was just beautiful. Yeah, yes. And I had a moment where I'm like, because the first sentence of this video is, I told her I loved her. And then it, right? Yeah, that's exactly it's how it starts. Sus- yep. Suspense. I remember thinking, oh my gosh, like my high school friends are going to see, the, you know, just mm-hmm, all mm-hmm, of these mm-hmm, people. And mm-hmm. I, I had a moment where I'm like, I don't know if I want him to share this. Yeah. Like, it's shouldn't us. this be us? Shouldn't mm-hmm. this be between, um, you you know, you and me? And you kind of talked me out of it. Yeah. Right? <laughs> I talked her out of it because we showed a couple other people who were on the trip with us who we really grew to uh, respect and really... Uh, we have a fantastic relationship with them still. And we get to see them still and we do work with them. And they loved it. Some other people loved it. My dad cried like a baby, of yeah. course, because oh, he's yeah. a crier. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I love that about him, too. I think... Uh, not speaking for you, but I think Lisa just realized it's like, no, this is actually a story that, and it's actually our our little family, or at least Lisa oh, and I's yeah. motto of it's a story worth telling, and we want to live a story worth telling. Amen. And 
And I think that was a pivotal moment um, from like a personal standpoint of, of we want to share our lives. Yeah. Um, you know, and ever since, every part of our life is on film. Yeah. Our proposal, yeah. our marriage, our Your pregnancy. Pregnancy our, and like struggle. Not, ex- not struggle, but like the life the ups of and downs, ups and downs of that. Just the and finding of it. out. Yeah. The vulnerability. And that's the really key is like people want real. Yeah. That's why people, you're on the real deal, exactly. guys. Because mm-hmm. that part about like, oh, we're not pregnant. And yeah. That is vital to the yeah. world. Because otherwise we only get the red bow mm-hmm. on the package. Yeah. You know what I mean? People want authenticity. Yes, they do. People want, especially in the world today, they want to see something that's real. We've gotten so much encouraging feedback on just like, oh my gosh, like, this is what a godly marriage looks like. Yep. Thank you for thank you for being an advocate for marriage. Yep. We've gotten a lot, too. Yep. Um, just because you, you just hear the opposite. And, um, and that's, exactly. I think God's using our stories and however they evolve, whatever happens down the road. We're, we're just gonna, we've committed to capturing them. I remember before our pregnancy one, we said, this could be a year journey, years uh-huh. journey. Uh-huh. We could never get pregnant, but we are committed, um, to tell whatever, whatever story the God story has written for us. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that's a, that one's a good example. Cause we. I knew what the story was going to be, at least generally, when I was doing it and I love you. I was like, okay, I'm pretty dang sure she loves me too. So we know what that one's going <laughs> to do. It should end well. Proposal, same one. I was like, okay, I'm pretty sure she's going to say yes to a proposal. <laughs> but the pr- pregnancy one, we didn't know because we do have some friends who have been on a very long journey. So that one was, we are, yeah, and mm-hmm. we're we're going we're gonna to capture this. The good, the bad, the ugly, and we have no idea where it's going to go. And there were mm-hmm. times that the cameras... Would roll and we'd and we'd cry and you know that's part of the film and right. that's we try to be as sincere and transparent to the public as we can. There's some things that maybe there's conversations that didn't make film simply because there weren't cameras there, but mm-hmm. in general we try to be genuine and we don't edit out to look good. We do try to say, mm-hmm. no, this actually was what happened. We don't need to hide the bad parts of our life exactly because the bad parts of life. Are parts of life. Yeah, they're just there. You can't help that. That's just what you have to go through. Right. I I really bless you guys in it because if you keep doing what you're doing, I think the the authenticity and the vulnerability will draw people into a real experience. Mm -hmm. If you begin to fabricate things so that you can make your life go a certain way, I can't explain it, but it's like when somebody knows... Did somebody use a different kind of sour cream than the... Is this not really... Is this tofu rather than... You know what I'm saying? It's like people recognize that. So when it's about your story, Mm -hmm. when you keep it like that, I I believe it'll be a magnet forever Mm -hmm. for people. And you are... You were not born in the covered wagon times. You were not born... 20 years ago or your marriage didn't start 20 years right. ago you're in this time where your story can go out there like mm-hmm. this is when god has you out you know what i mean this I, wasn't ex- didn't exist during yeah. our time i think about adeline our yes. our, our little baby yes they have a beautiful baby girl mm-hmm. <laughs> she gets to see her parents love story yes and like that is like something that's like so special to me like i i didn't get to see my parents say i love you for the first time and see their marriage grow and when they had me and like all of like that is something so so special that she gets yep to to some people don't even know yeah Mm -hmm. you know before my dad died you know i have all this wonderful (laughs) stuff of him being on the real deal and i have asked my mom questions that will forever be recorded so that the voice is so important right Mm -hmm. i mean it says my sheep hear my voice i know them and they follow me like i've heard that the longer somebody is gone 
uh, their voice begins to fade. But when you have it, and yeah. even the, I love that your films don't just have only music and you yeah. only see the video. You mm-hmm. hear parts of the talking between them. You sometimes hear the pastor. You hear different things because the voice is so important and yeah. it sort of breaks through music too. Anyway, mm-hmm. the point is with that, she will have that story when some people never know yeah, or they really, never really get to special. ask their parents. Mm-hmm. They just don't get to know. Yeah. So that's so good. Well, it's a good, something that people often forget. Uh, we make films every year. We do photo books, whatever it is, but it's the human brain. We're just, we're very ignorant people that, after a day goes by or a year goes by, we sometimes look back and go, that wasn't a very good year. Mm-hmm. And then you go back and you watch the things from the year. Even if you're rewriting history, it could have been a really bad year. But we're also dumb enough to rewrite our own brains, which is... Exactly right. Which is fantastic. Because you can either remind yourself that, no, this was actually a fantastic year. Or you can rewrite your brain so that 20 years later you go, man, 2020, great year. Which I think we can all laugh about yeah. right now. We go, ah, was it though? Yeah, but I did that. Yeah. I did that 10 months into it. Mm-hmm. I was like, am I believing everything I've heard about this year? Or am I going to go back and trace? It was one of the best years I've ever had. Yeah. We had an amazing, amazing 2020. And that doesn't mean I'm being callous to people who lost loved ones or anything. 100%. But I can just tell you there are markers throughout. And I had to tell my brain and tell... Uh, it's like reminding yourself of the faithfulness of God. It's like the well, Ebenezer. It's, it's Philippians totally 4.8. It to be in the 4.8 Lodge right now. As we're, what a is, true, yep. noble, right, lovely, pure, excellent, praiseworthy. Think about those things. things. (laughs) Right? And that's something that I love is the films aren't just a way to capture memories. They're a way to rewrite, not rewrite history, remind history. Yes. It's focus on the parts that we're worth focusing on. Yeah, record. And even some of the things in our films, for our own personal films, we may not want to run off and just go play around in the sunset in the ocean for 15 minutes. Maybe it just sounds like a lot of work. But you do it and you never regret it and you look back and you go... Ah, that was always a good time. It's always mm-hmm. worth it. And mm-hmm. the memories we create and the memories we can look back on are always something that we value. So, yeah, I think also too, is people don't realize you have to work for those moments. Yes, you do. Like, um, mm-hmm. we get up for sunrise when we're on vacation. It's so much better and so much easier to sleep in. Right. But we know like, we know that we want to capture that, those yep. specific moments. And it, like you said, it's always worth it. Yeah. So like we're people who choose to work for those moments to capture them as mm-hmm. well. Like mm-hmm. you have to make that conscious choice. Mm-hmm. And you have, um, you guys are both pulling in the same direction. Yeah. You're not the adventurer who wants to get up and she goes, you could sniff it out if you were reluctantly there. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? You agree upon it. You guys go together. And you're mm-hmm. very different personalities. Mm-hmm. And you have very different bandwidth and needs. But you work together for those things. And that's that's huge. You can yeah. tell it. So mm-hmm. that's one of the things I really honor about the two of you. Thank you. So I could talk to you guys forever. That's the problem. Kind of I could fun. talk to you forever. <laughs> I think maybe... Maybe we got enough for this episode because there's some major meat to this. But if there is anything else you have to say when you're thinking about anybody who would be hearing a bit of your story, is there something you've left out or something you just kind of want to testify about each other or... About dreams. Because you're all about like chasing your dreams. Yeah, yes. Anything. I mean, we don't have to close. I just want to be sensitive. um, I guess... Well, I had a thought. Okay, dreams. Okay, remember that. And then the other thought was... Um, yeah, I think one thought I would add, two thoughts I would add, is when you look at the social media space, you look at the world of films or pictures yep. or anything else, it's all curated. It all right. looks amazing. Right. 100%. I couldn't agree more. That's all true. But at the same time, 
you it's not hard to be able to ha- make amazing memories. It's not hard to make amazing moments. You can create incredible memories with your family for no money. All it takes is do you just want to run through a field and laugh and just like play around and happen to bring a camera and take some funny pictures? Great. That's all you really need to do. And we all have cameras in our pockets. So I always want people to remember that you don't have to go and fly on planes to the other side of the world to have amazing memories. A lot of our favorite memories are right here in Minnesota. Yeah. We love traveling and that's amazing, but it doesn't mean you have to do that. So when people watch our films, I think sometimes people look at it and go, well, yeah, my life would be great too if I could travel around. Yeah. That's, that's not the case. I mean, a lot of our films are right in our backyard. Go to the state fair for 10 bucks and have a blast that will last you a lifetime. Yep. Um, be outside where there's fireflies. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Take your camera out if you saw a dragonfly. Literally, I mean, it sounds mm-hmm. silly, but it isn't. It's like these are beautiful moments, mm-hmm. and that's the ordinary part of them actually makes them um, pervasive. Like everybody can relate to. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? It's a blanket yeah. thing because everybody goes, "Well, they just film something I see," but oh, I don't film that. Mm-hmm. You, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? An appreciation yeah. of it, exactly. And then the only other thing I think I would add is. I was raised in a very great way to just dream, Mm -hmm. dream big dreams. And I think that's something that people always hear, oh, you should dream, but, you know, have dreams or have goals or all these different things. And I think as believers specifically, everybody for sure, but believers specifically, if you're going to dream, you have to dream God-sized dreams. Big. God, I'm sure, I don't know what God thinks. God, I I know what the Bible says. I know all these different things. He probably does great work within little dreams of little things, but I think God loves the big God-sized yep. dreams. Yep. And I think that my favorite memories looking back at my life is I like to see that God didn't maybe make this happen. I like dreams where it's a big enough dream that you're like, no, 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 no way, I am except. way too clueless <laughs> to be able to make this work. Like people go, oh, look at you, you know, Flom Films is doing well, you're growing, you're doing this, you're doing that. Like, listen, I am really not that intelligent. I know you think I am. Look at my grades. Not there. It's not a thing. So... This is the hand of God. God is involved. Or you look at our relationship. Too many things had to happen for us to meet to be able to end up getting to go to coffee. All the steps that if you have God-sized dreams where only God can operate them, you get two benefits. You get a really, really cool dream. Mm Mm-hmm. And you get proof that this was only possible if God right. was in he, it. He gets the glory because yeah. he, he he's the mastermind behind it. Yep, because then yeah. you can't you can't take the credit because you go this wasn't possible on my own yeah. doing. Someone else had to be involved, and it's clearly God. Yeah. So I think that if you're going to dream, dream God sized dreams and give Him room to run. Like don't don't handcuff God. That's really why would you limit the person who can do more than we can ever imagine? Right. The limitless one. Give him all the room in the world to run, and it's just going to be so much more worth it. And even if he doesn't do what the the greatest result, Mm -hmm. it's still going to be way better than your little handcuffed, teeny tiny Mm -hmm. square of a spot you wanted to put him in. Mm -hmm. So good, and it's so funny because I I had to learn that. Yeah, I grew up I grew up in a household where you just went to college after you went to high school and you get a degree and you get a job and there's. That's great. There's nothing, nothing wrong with that. I'd never, ever thought about a dream. Yeah. Like, what what would I want to do if I could do anything in the world? And then as I started kind of through 
um, my food blog and like, oh my gosh, I really kind of enjoy this. And this is, yep. I, I bought a camera and I yep. started taking photos and I started to like do what kind of excited me. Right. Which I'd never done before. And then just like compounding with it with like meeting Josh and yeah. he's kind of like chasing, you know, these huge dreams. And now we get to do it together and we get to teach our kids that yep. too. Um, it's just, it's, it's crazy because I had to learn that. Yep. I, I had to learn that God actually cares about that. Yes. Um, yes. And, and that's been, that's been really cool yeah. to see it. Yeah. It's so good. You guys are a great example of it. And the part of Ephesians three twenty where it says exceedingly abundantly far beyond all we could ask or imagine mm-hmm. and ask is our prayer life imagines our dream life. And he goes, well, you think it's that it's beyond that. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And he, and mm-hmm. we co-labor like when, when we think about God being in these things for me, I think, yes, he, yes, he is. And he gets the glory. But we co-labor with God. Like, mm-hmm. it doesn't mean you didn't do anything or you're not involved. Right. Like, if we don't sit back and go, what are you going to do, God? Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? That's like waiting on him to, like, hocus pocus something. We're involved. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But he does the the more that we could never do. Yeah. So it's so good. Mm-hmm. So, so good. And I love that you are basically an example, Lisa, of it doesn't mean just because you weren't raised a certain way that God doesn't still have that for you. Right. Like it's inside of you. 100%. For you to have life and life to the full. Mm-hmm. So what makes you feel alive? Mm-hmm. What makes you feel like you are resuscitated? Like yeah. literally, I was just sort of living, but now I'm living. Yeah. Well, know? and I see it too. Like, um, you know, one of my friends has a business that she's so talented at, but yeah. she's so scared to step out. Yeah. And I just encourage and let her know that like, you know, Maybe you will fail, but maybe has maybe God has something in that. But you know, yeah. chase it. Right. Like right. You are good at this. Right. Um, and I I had never ever experienced anything like that before because I probably wouldn't have done it. You know, in yeah. my previous life yeah. before I met Josh. Right. So it's just fun to see how God is working, um, and growing me in that too. Yeah. So good. Yeah. So good. Would you guys um already agree like? Into the microphone. Would you already agree to come back another time? Yes. Yes. And do it again on a different topic or another day or something. Because I would love to have you guys again. Because you're delightful. In closing, if you would, Lisa, be willing to just pray for anybody. Maybe just that God would awaken the dreamer in them. Yeah. Or whatever. What Holy Spirit will tell you. Sure. And then I would love to pray over both of you if that's all right. Great. All right. Thanks. Lord, we thank you so much for um, what you're doing in all of our lives. And Lord, we just pray that you would help us to dream God-sized dreams. We pray specifically for that person who has something stewing within them. Mm. And we just pray, Lord, that you would bless it. And we pray, God, that... um, that you would just be in it and that you would um, you would show them the way that you would grant them wisdom and then ultimately that they would step out, Lord, mm-hmm. and know that, mm-hmm. God, you can't give them anything but your best. Yeah. And um, we just pray over all of that, Lord, that you would continue to work in all of us, that we would be more like your son. Yeah. In Jesus' name, amen. In Jesus name. Father, I thank you for this day. I thank you for this time. Your word tells us that we can declare your love in the morning and the faithfulness at night. And Lord, you've been faithful to me today. I'm grateful. Thank you for carving this time for Joshua and for Lisa to be willing to give their time, Lord. I thank you that their story will bless people this year and in years to come. People that don't know their name, didn't know who they were. People that do know them intimately. I thank you that they will be blessed by their sharing of their story. May I touch you guys? Mm -hmm. So, Father, I just bless them in the name of Jesus, and I thank you for what you're doing in each of their lives. Holy Spirit, just continue to bless 
what you've started. I just say more. More of you. Thank you, Lord. Thank you for blessing them with a daughter. Thank you for what you have in their future. Thank you for the way that you have given them favor with other people and in their business and in their marriage. Pray that you'd bless their um, sleep. I pray that you'd bless their bodies, Lord. I pray that you'd enlarge their capacity for even more, Lord, even more dreams that come from you. And I thank you for who they are individually and collectively. You are really, really good. So thank you, Lord, in Jesus' name. And Lord, I just pray for the listeners today. God, I thank you for the fact that you will, not might, you will instruct them and teach them in the way they should go. You're going to counsel and watch over them, God. And one version says, with your loving eye upon them. So I pray for anybody who might be in their car or on a treadmill or um, doing dishes or walking or whatever it is, Lord, that you would just... uh, burden them something that you the testimony of Jesus is the spirit of prophecy that you would use Joshua and you would use Lisa's life to reignite something or start something Lord to make them go in the direction that you've set Lord because you say that you prepare in advance the things that we are to do so I pray that this would encourage people and that they would know that you have given them a gifting and so, Lord, I do always ask that you'd help me to celebrate people's significance and the genius of God in them. And that if there's anything I can do, even via podcast, to unlock something in people, I want to do it. So I just say glory to your great name and allow this to be a blessing. In Jesus' name, amen. Mm-hmm. Thank you, everybody, for listening. Thank you, guys. That was painless, right? No, it was easy. <laughs> it was hit a blast. Hit save. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Hit save. Thank you, Lisa. See, I get so into people. Like, comment, subscribe. subscribe. <laughs> Like, yeah, comment, I, subscribe, I, I leave very, a review. Yeah, I very rarely do that. But people, you need to do it. Save. Uh, here's, Rachel, here's a little OCD part of me. I always save twice. You should save twice. You you were meant to do this. You've been listening to The Real Deal with me, Rachel Inouye, helping people celebrate their significance and the genius of God in them. Audio engineering by my husband, Michael Inouye. Thanks, babe. Theme music by Andrew Grace. <laughs>